Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know. What were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah, yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Hey, 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 welcome into the program. We're back in the saddle. It is Follow the Money on VSIN, the sports betting network. Mitch Moss along with Polly Howard. And yes, we are live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino. Going to be back from a week long vacation and thanks everybody who filled in the previous week we missed a lot in the sports world we'll run down everything that you need to know today from a betting perspective and a lot of uh, nba nhl nfl and uh, some pga talk on today's program how are you you feeling pretty good today alarm mm-hmm. all right yeah that's always fun off? yeah right good to catch up on some sleep little sun little pool uh, you the same yeah, absolutely. Good. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was fun. But it is good to be back. Uh, again, tons going on. And uh, coming into the show today off of a Game 7 with the Celtics and the 76ers in the Eastern Conference semifinals. And, I, you know, I, I think we have to start with this, Paulie. You know, tip of the cap to the Celtics and how they look. Because I thought they were almost dead and buried in Game 6 on the road. Tatum was absolutely awful. Uh, on Thursday night until the fourth quarter. But the problem was in that game, the Sixers, Harden, Embiid, others, they could not put the Celtics away. And then yesterday in a close game, it just the, the dude absolutely exploded. And it's funny how Curry set the all-time record in a game seven. <laughs> not, 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 well, not like two weeks ago with 50 yeah. points. So Tatum comes back yesterday. And I, I must point out that uh, we will get into the 76er side here in a minute. I, I'm not going to... I don't think yesterday was Doc Rivers' fault because I'm watching a video before the show started, and yes, he made adjustments. They tried different schemes on Tatum. It didn't matter. Whatever they threw at Tatum yesterday, switching different different defenders, it did not matter. Tatum was so good, and he single-handedly put the team on his back and said, no, we're not losing this game. Also helped that Missoula listened to his players and went back to the uh, Udoka-type lineup that they had, and they were so successful with, which he brought out before Game 6. Uh, that was the game Philly needed to win. Uh, also disappointing. It's a game seven, and then it turns out like that, and it's a laugher after a close first half. But incredible performance by Tatum. Incredible organization. Seventy-five Eastern Conference Finals. Boston's been in thirty-eight of them. No, oh. give me a break. Uh, but it, it was a good job hunting Embiid and put and get, putting him in the in the mixer. Uh, what they were doing in the ringer uh, defensively, he no showed. Harden no showed. You get that type of game out of P.J. Tucker early, and it still turns out to be a blowout. Mm-hmm. Unfortunate, but this is, you know, they, they probably go to the, they should go to the NBA Finals, but there's a lot to uh, 
that bothers me about this team. They don't respect the game. They don't respect their opponent. They never should have gone six with Atlanta. They shouldn't have gone seven here. They're a much nope. better team than Philly. So they, 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 they should have won the damn thing last year and then got better in the offseason, yeah. bringing in Brogdon. So very talented group with a deep roster. Uh, but you are so looking about uh, your concerns about Missoula, but good job. You move on, and now you take on Miami, and uh, you're a big favorite. I mean, yeah, on paper, this is a complete mismatch. Yes, they are. You know, they opened up a $6 favorite. The, think about this. The series spread against the Heat, and you could argue that the Heat, they've actually been the team of the playoffs so far with what they've done. They're mi- the Celtics are minus 2.5 games plus 125. So you can grab the Heat plus those two and a half games and lay 45 cents. Now, will it play out like that? Is this thing going to go six? Will it go seven? Could the Heat win it? It seems unlikely to me, but f- the fact that Miami is actually here is also extremely unlikely, but they've also made it look easy. Yes. As I said a month ago, the Heat are going to give the Celtics problems. I thought it'd be in the first round, though. I can't believe it's in the conference finals. Neither again. can I. Shame on the Bulls that they could have should have knocked this team out to go from the eight seed in the play-in and here you are. Uh, but I just think it's going to be a completely different series. Congratulations to the Knicks, who had a good season. But it was, it, come on, it was the Brunson show, and you can have Randall, right? No one else stepped up for Brunson in that series and helped the kid out. Oh, you can so, have, I'll have Randall, you can have Barrett. That too, right, that too. So I think it'll be, again, it was a struggle last year, but the, the wild thing about Miami is how the others struggled from three and the supporting cast. I mean, they're in, they're in like the... 26-27 range in offensive efficiency and three-point percentage in the regular season. Now they've been one and two uh, in the playoffs. So I think they'll have a good game plan for Butler, uh, and then they'll be able, hopefully, to win at least six and they don't mess around and move on to the finals. Yeah, I, I'm sure they will come up with some sort of scheme to neutralize Jimmy Butler, but do you really want to bet against that guy right now? It's a great organization. Absolutely. No doubt about Heat culture. Spolster, that's all under guy is so underrated. They always talk about Pop and all these other – the guy's an unbelievable coach. And look, three of the last four years, these guys have been in the conference final. And, I, and Butler's got to be laughing. I told you Ben Simmons was no good. You wouldn't listen to me. I told you yeah. Cat was no good. You wouldn't listen to me. And, and everyone laughed at him when he left Philly because they thought they had a great team, a great situation. He keeps going to the conference final. Paul, we had a guest on this show two weeks ago, and I heard others say kind of the same thing. They thought Doc Rivers was going to coach circles around Missoula. And I just had a – well, we – First of all, I know Missoula wasn't any great shakes, maybe coming into the playoffs, and he had a lot of questions, but Doc Rivers, really? Can he coach circles around anybody? I would say that would go for this series. Where I, w- I would trust Spolstra against Missoula in a coaching matchup. Mark Jackson yesterday, who this is uh, one of the most inexplicable things I can recall. The Milwaukee Bucks reached out and they talked talk to Mark Jackson about the head coaching job. Mark Jackson said yesterday on the telecast, Looking ahead to next year with the 76ers, he's running down like, you know, Harden's going to be back. Uh, what? Well, he said in free agency, if he comes back, he'd be kind of silly to leave Embiid. Embiid's going to be here. You have the MVP. You have some of these other parts. You have a future Hall of Fame coach. And I, I just I shook my head. I was like, what? How do you just throw out a comment like Doc Rivers is the future Hall of Fame coach because he won a title? So he's going to make no. the, the Hall of Fame? He's, I, I don't even know how the guy keeps getting jobs. Now, that said, again, I don't think yesterday was on him because Harden was so bad. And Embiid, you were the MVP. It would be nice if you would play like that once, maybe in the postseason, in a big spot. Thanks for checking in yesterday, fellas. But this guy's resume speaks for itself. Look at this. It defies logic. Look at his resume. Doc, it comes back to two people yesterday, Doc and Embiid. How tone deaf is Embiid? After the game, he mocks Giannis for the uh, failure question. After he's never been to a conference final, he's never won a game seven, he's never won a series as an underdog. And he goes five of 18 and then says, I need help afterwards. Mm -hmm. In a game, Harris gave you 19 and Tucker gave you 11. Doc Rivers has lost 10 games in a row with a chance to advance to the conference finals. He's 17 and 33 in clinchers. He's 6 and 16 last 22. Seven times he's been up 3 1 or 3 2 in a series and lost. He's living off one ring like Kyrie. Uh, unbelievable. But this, the process was an unmitigated disaster. Yeah, and by, by the way, huh? how, how much credit does Doc Rivers get for the Celtics championship That's a good, run? Right, I can't give him Zero? a lot. No, right, right, right. The process is over. 
I understand what they were, what Hinky was trying to do. They caught a bad break with Simmons, but watching two takeaways, watching that yesterday. Number one is the Fultz trade. They took Fultz over Tatum. Come on, no, I, how egregious was that? I, I recall that draft, and we were screaming from the mountaintops. Danny Ainge played him, and they and they gave up a pick to do so. Oh yeah, think about how bad that was. Mm-hmm. And also, I know the NBA doesn't do this, but what if they reseed? Because again, this should have been the conference final. You're probably looking at it a totally different way if you're a, a Sixer fan or in that organization. You say, well, we lost game seven of the conference finals. We should have been playing the Knicks. The league should reseed. But they can't. It's been 2001. They haven't been to a conference final. Unacceptable. So, so what they do moving forward, and this is just between Doc, between Embiid saying that and going five of 18. Oh, boy. It's just uh, Harden probably leaves. Sad. Sad to watch that. If, if my dad was still alive and we were watching that game yesterday, he, he would have been just cursing the television because Embiid in a closeout or, you know, in a game seven, what, what is the deal with trying to shoot three-pointers and playing around the perimeter no. like that? Go, you, you don't want to be down low on the block the entire game. And then also, sh- shame on the MVP voters and this stupid narrative that turned into something this year in the regular season where, what was it Barkley and Shaq who started this? And then it kind of took off where they said the, the regular season MVP is based on postseason success. Yeah, Shaq said that. It's one of the dumbest yeah. things I've ever heard in my entire life. And it was voters trying to find anything they could not to give it to Jokic. Jokic, meanwhile, is playing in his second Western Conference Finals. And as you said, the Sixers have not, with Embiid, they have not been out of the second round. Yep. Just it, 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 They look foolish. The anti-Joker oh crowd, so dumb. how stupid do they look? Yep. And so, yep. by the way, on Harden now, uh-huh. so much with this guy, too. That is, yesterday in that game, he has now shot below 30% when facing elimination six times in his career. That is the all-time record. Oh, God. He, he actually broke the tie with Rasheed Wallace. He was 3 of 11, 27%. Now, I know that he basically won two games in the series against the Celtics, but when he shot 27% yesterday, that is not, that was 6 out of 11 games shooting below 30% from the field. It was 5 out of 10 below 25% going into the game. That tied Bob Cousy back in 1960. Thanks, pal. Yep. Great job in game one. Uh, and game four. Yeah, but that's well, I'm not surprised by that. We knew it would melt down. He's done it his entire career. But what Embiid did, and that they had right there. I mean, you're, you're going up. You're, you're back home. You're up 3-2. You got a chance to do this. And Boston's really struggling. And you couldn't put them away. Nope. Their offense in game six, lack of ball movement, was oh. atrocious. Oh, what happened? It just 10 points in the third quarter yesterday. Fewest in the shot clock era. Tied the record. That team, 10, 10 stinking points? It's an embarrassment. They won 2-3, Cancuned it when Boston went up 15. Yep. Like, okay, that's it. We'll see you. Joke. Yeah, they had, they had no chance. They had no fight to come back. And by the way, no. the game stayed under by like a half a point. Yep. Somehow, because of that terrible offensive performance by that team. Well, that shouldn't have been a sweat. I mean, you get a 10-point quarter, you got to sweat the total? Yeah. Up next, I have a major question about the Western Conference Finals with the Nuggets and Lakers. I will tell you what that is coming up on Follow the Money. It's Visa and the Sports Betting Network. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Welcome in. It is Follow the Money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Mitch and Paul live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino. Starting this hour, talking National Football League and some uh, schedule observations as they release that bad boy last Thursday night. I. Paul, you and I have been saying this for almost 20 years. We have never understood why the league is so obsessed with so many early games and then so few late games. Like, we just, we don't get it. Like, what's the point of having nine or ten early and then three or four late? And in fact, they've done it before where we only get two late games. So it Mm -hmm. never makes any sense. And in fact, I've said before many times, like your product, the Red Zone, is this terrific idea. Yet you are destroying your own product by only putting two or three late games on there because the red zone is supposed to be going all over the place. And if you have two or three late games and two of them are bad and they're blowouts, it's on one game the entire time. Maybe they'll see the light and realize they should stagger the starts too. But not to mention with the switch now to YouTube TV, how this this will look uh, moving forward. I don't know. And courtesy of Scott Hansen and, and Warren Sharp had the tweet about this that you just you got a couple nine and threes in there in the first month of the season nine early only three late there's an eight and three there's a ten and three mm-hmm. on week seventeen which is unconscionable that cannot happen how bad that is uh, week fifteen there'll be a triple header on Saturday but as of now it's four and four three games will move to. Uh, 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 Sunday, uh, and then Saturday as well. And uh, there's an eight and three. I don't get it. It doesn't make any yeah, sense. Yeah, they have eight early. You can't keep up as a fan. You can't watch nine games at the same time. No, they, they have nine early games three different times. They have the ten early games once, and they have eight early games four other times as of right now. Uh, it's been going on for two decades at least. Yeah. It, it just, it, it's never made any sense whatsoever. You need to fix this, man. Um, I do like this idea. Richard Deitch had this, who covers, he's been covering like TV ratings and this kind of stuff for a long, long time. He tweeted out that NFL broadcasting officials said that the Eagles-Giants was considered for Black Friday, the game on Amazon Prime. Yep. They also looked at KC. The Bengals reached out to the league and volunteered to host a, the first Black Friday game and make it an annual tradition in Cincinnati. Yeah, I like that. That was a good move. It's too bad they didn't take him up on it. I mean, right? I yep. I get it. It's like, okay, yeah, with Joe Burrow for the next ten years, that's a great idea. But what about when that guy's not playing anymore? I think people are going to say that could turn into the Lions on Thanksgiving Day. But I, I like that they actually said we'll make it ours. Yep. And I like the game that they have there, though. Uh, also, I, I think Jags. Uh, excuse me, Jets. Miami's a good game. Mm-hmm. You're right. They're just going to give you a ton of. Uh, uh, the, the league's in trouble if the Jets. Have a bad season, tell you that, because all the prime time games and all the hype. Uh, but that's team not getting a lot of attention though. Too the Dolphins could be a very good team this year. We'll see what happens with Tua. Um, some people weren't impressed with the Thanksgiving schedule. It's all division games, divisional uh, games. Uh, I do like Detroit laying four against the Packers, and then you have uh, Washington and Dallas, and then Seattle and San Francisco at night. You got the triple header on Christmas, which is big for the contest out here. Sure. Which we'll talk to Mike Palma later in the week. 
uh, KC, Cincy on New Year's Eve. I love I love the trip, the three Monday night doubleheaders. I found it odd. Philly's playing Minnesota Monday night again, and also week two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's funky. But the, the I also bi- find it odd they're laying five and a half. Yeah, the ability to flex Monday night, and this is this is refreshing. So for so many years, the Monday night schedule stunk. On paper, it looks like a great Monday night schedule. I and would the, agree with, with that. The, but the ability to flex is enormous yep. late in the season. Every time we talk about the Jets, we have members of the audience who are lifelong Jets fans who chime in on the East Coast. This is from uh, Stretch Runner 41. It's always negative. Every single time we talk Jets, Well, they negative. have the longest playoff drought. And, That's right. Yeah. He points out today on Twitter... Rodgers' passer rating in 2020 was 121.2. In 2021, it was 111. Last year, it was 91. He lost two playoff games at home and a Week 18 win and in-game against the Lions. Under with Rodgers and the Jets in 2022, and Uh he would love to play the Packers' win total over the Jets in a matchup. And I'm guessing some books will post that. It's a gauntlet, no doubt. I mean, look how they start, too. Well, the beginning Bills. of that schedule is just, oh, oh man. Bills, Cowboys, Chiefs, Eagles, out of their first six games. I mean, at but, Denver probably won't be easy. Yeah, but it's, uh, I just think with how good they were last year and with the, uh, a good defense and how bad the quarterback position was, so it's a significant upgrade from Mike White to uh, Rodgers. And I have to talk about the, the, the Milf Hunter uh, as well, um, but... <laughs> By the way, did you see the Chargers with the with the schedule with the oh they're MILF amazing thing? they had the milf thing on there in the corner of Times Square with Rodgers oh it was hilarious they, uh, but I'm, I'm I'm I think the schedule thing's big no one's ta- everyone's talking about how difficult the schedule is on paper when you look at it yes but not taking into account that the rest differential which is in their favor the largest discrepancy disparity in 20 years mm-hmm. good job Mike Florio pointing that out so. Uh, I go seven and ten, and I I get lousy quarterback play from Zach Wilson, and I probably would have been a playoff team with Mike White. Now I get Rodgers with with something to prove, Rodgers. Uh huh. Right. With with okay, I heard everyone say this about me, and all okay. I think now deep playoff run, probably not, but I think they can go. I think they'll go to the playoffs. So would you call their their, their bye week is in week seven? Would you call three and three? A nice start to the season? Yes, you would take that. I, I think if you told them right now you're going to be 3-3, three and three, I, they'd say, yeah. okay, we'll sign up for that. Yes. Because that is, the, the league but gave I them no favors. I could do 4-2 and two there, though. I could do that. Mm-hmm. Come on, Cowboys, please. Well, you would have, of course you would take 4-2. and two. Yeah, but I, I can beat the Bills. Certainly Agreed. The Patriots, uh, that, what is, they've lost, though, what is it, 15 in a row against the Patriots or something? I mean, it's, it's an abomination. But uh, Patriots at home, the Denver game. Well, I'll tell you this, if they're, if they're five and one, that's the only thing you're going to hear about across the country, is the Jets and the Rodgers five and one start. Yeah, yeah. Good defense. Hall's going to be back. Who was a great? He was probably going to win That's rookie a good of the point. year last week. No yeah. doubt about it. They killed the draft a year ago. Those guys are going to be playing in season number two. Now there's there's a lot to like about the Jets, and I, again, that's other people are suggesting that Rodgers is done and he's cooked. Maybe he's not. I can't go there. Maybe he no. isn't. Yep. No way. Especially, also, especially with that guy. Uh, with I, I want to prove everyone wrong, and I listen to everything that's said about me. Mm-hmm. Uh, bulletin board material. Now, ten and seven's a big ask with that schedule. That is that's tough. That's going to be difficult. But I think I think they're going to go to the playoffs. I think people are going to be betting alt unders on the Jets for sure. All right. Um, how about the Giants' schedule then? Staying in no, New no, York. No, that's that's the no, big one. That's just that's I mean, the one that scares me. What the league did to them. Woo-hoo. They have road games up the. Yeah, seven of the first 11 are on the road, including back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. Yes. So week one at home to the de- to the Cowboys. They're a small dog at home. Then they go at Arizona, at San Francisco. By the way, the game in San Francisco then is a short week, so it goes Sunday, Thursday. They'll stay on the road for that. Then they come back home to Seattle. That's a Monday nighter. Then they go at Miami, at Buffalo. How's that for a one-two combo? Yep come back home for Commanders and Jets, and then they go at Raiders, at Cowboys, at Commanders. That's the schedule for the Jets. Oh, man. This is great. I'm sorry, for the Giants. Giants. Yeah, Giants, yeah. I mean, this is, you know, we're, we're, what, two months away from the Hall of Fame game? I mean, it's right around the corner here, folks. The other thing, you get excited when the schedule comes out for contests and say, I love the, the, the marquee matchups, how you get San Francisco and Philly, NFC title rematch, Eagles, Chiefs, 
KC goes to the Jets. Mm-hmm. You know, the other thing you asked me on air before we went on vacation was we haven't had a repeat champ in the NFC East since 2004. Well, I can't make a case for the Cowboys. I can't make a case for the Giants either. I just think it'll, it'll be Philly again. Fly, Eagles, fly. Yeah, but it's not but, Philly. The only other team I could see would be the, right. the Cowboys. I don't think the Giants are cool. going to repeat last year. Could someone be this year's Philly? I mean, I I, I called it early. I, you, you laughed at me. I said, I'd be shocked if this team doesn't win 14, 15 games. I was so impressed with them early on in their offense. But could you see someone, is, uh, is there a Philly out here that just comes out, bam, right out of the gates and like, oh, we know in October... Maybe late September, this appears to be the team to beat in the conference. Jacksonville? The Lions? Those are going to be two very popular teams this year, though. Could they run away with that division? I don't know, but that's... The Eagles were exceedingly popular a year ago. Yes, they were. Division bets... But the win total was still nine and a half. Yeah, remember, at this time, in fact, well, it might have been April last year, it was eight and a half. Some books posted eight and a half on that team before it actually had to move. Uh, I'm sure that some team will be. I think the team would have to be out of the NFC, though. Yeah, I know. Well, I th- you could I go Jacksonville out there. Uh, but... You could throw Jacksonville. They could dominate that division. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, and, and Lawrence looked awesome in the you know yeah. back end of the season last year. Now I know he had that rough first half against the Chargers, but that was like Jason Tatum in Game Six came back <laughs> and he was great in the second uh-huh. half, and they won the game. Yeah. International games. Anything else? Because I, I know you you can't believe Jackson was only three and a half against Atlanta. That doesn't in London, yeah. Baltimore five and a half against Tennessee, and then the two games in Germany. KC my they set two good games. Well, one KC Miami Colts Colts Patriots isn't that bad, but um, they they at least gave London a couple good games. Baltimore uh, the game the Bills Jags figures to be a good matchup. Yeah, pretty good. So usually it's been. Uh, dog bleep that they send over there mm-hmm. hasn't worked out if it goes the way the league is hoping for it to go on paper yeah you're right paulie the monday night schedule could be really really good for the first time i think in a long long time well and, and I, I again great job with the double headers and the ability to flex yep that's enormous so even if you get that dog matchup, it's like, no problem. You can bail on it. We'll, we'll take it out and put the marquee game there. Up next, strong betting numbers in recent conference finals. The zigzag was a strong betting angle for many years. Were the people who poo-pooed this notion in recent seasons wrong? We will tell you coming up next here on VSIN. Big game seven tonight. NHL playoffs, Dallas and Seattle. Whether you're rooting for your favorite team or betting on your favorite player, DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered for all the NHL action. New customers can place a $5 pregame money line bet and get $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Join the action now on DraftKings. Download the app. Use code VEASAN. That easy code VEASAN when you sign up. We have the second major of the golf season coming up this week. It is the PGA Championship. Jeff Davis, assistant sportsbook manager here at Circus Sports, in charge of all the uh, golf numbers at the book, joins us now. Good morning, sir. How are you today? Good morning, guys. Uh, pretty good. Good. Thanks for the time. We love having you on. Now, this is like a uh, this is more of like guys sitting at a bar, having a beer, joking around kind of stuff, but... I have Jason Day at 100 to 1 to win this event. This is from probably a couple of months ago. Um, are you like me? Like, when the guy wins the event the week before and you have a bet on the guy from a future ticket, you hate it now because it's just to go to go back to back on this tour is almost impossible. It's funny you say that. Yeah, totally. Um, granted, what happened last week really has no bearing on what's going to happen next week. And mm-hmm. uh, the field he beat this week wasn't exactly, uh, you know, the highest class of guys, but Hey, he won. And I hear you. It's like thinking about what the parlay would be is just, uh, <laughs> it's pretty, it's pretty gross. But again, what happened last week happened last week. And this guy's won a PGA championship before. And I don't know a lot about the course. So yesterday I brought up the leaderboard from the last time they played here 10 years ago. We finished T8. Uh, you look at the top of the leaderboard and I see guys that don't hit it long at all. They just hit it in the fairway and they it's just over and over again. You look at the top seven guys that 
2013, it was Duffner, Furick, Stenson, Blixt, Piercy, Adam Scott, David Toms. Those wow. are the seven in the PGA Championship. And then you go down a little further, also in the top 20, Kevin Streelman, Zach Johnson, Graham McDowell, Mark Leishman, Steve Stricker. So these are all guys that don't hit the ball anywhere relative to where many of the other guys hit it, but they hit it in the fairway every time. So obviously there's probably been some renovations. I got to dig through that this morning, but it seems like uh, just being, you know, the kind of bomb and gouge, hit it as far as you can and go find it somewhere that might not work this week. Okay. So other than that, then, do you have any important factors when it comes to betting or booking the PGA Championship compared to the other three majors? And I know the Masters is all by itself because it's the same course every year, and these other three are, uh, courses clearly are not. You know, this is the hardest one to book for a few reasons. Uh, Augusta is the easiest one to book, I mean, outside of our ludicrous 12% hold on Wednesday, uh, the, the day before. But you're, everybody's like, there's so much course form. And it's the one course that's out there that I feel like course form really matters. Mm -hmm. And you've got nine months of handle to like, I help you iron out any mistakes you make and you kind of know what all the prices should be. This one's always the hardest one because the courses are kind of random every year. You don't really know what you're getting into. It's only on the board for six weeks. So there's not as much handle and the prices fluctuate more. So it's, it's a little bit more difficult because you don't have a lot to go on and you don't have a lot of, you know, kind of that built in handle that you've had for months and months uh, to kind of help you with your position. So it's, it's a little bit more precarious uh, as a bookmaker uh, when you're taking bets that can win pretty decent sized chunks of money. Are you seeing any, anything coming on Kepka and any support for Kepka? Uh, Kepka was really popular right when we hung it. You know, there's, there's the buzz. He won the live event the week before he yeah. comes in. He almost wins the masters. So people are like, Oh, Kepka's back and they're, you know, they firing in the money. And then a couple weeks later, you don't see him on tour. They, they played the Wells Fargo, all the big names are out. And then Kepka kind of, he kind of gets lost in the shuffle uh, <clears throat> of the popular guys. So was there some original support on Kepka? Yeah. Has it faded? Yeah, and there's been no, there's been no sharp interest on Kepka. Okay, file that one away. Yeah. Anybody else near the top that sharps kind of have that same feeling towards this week, or the exact opposite? You know, Rom. So go ahead. At the very top of the board, I mean, we've talked about it before, and and it we'll say it again. Every single week, our best result is Scotty Scheffler. And if he's not our best result, he's one or two of the best results. They don't bet him. Mm -hmm. They don't want him. They don't want him at the short price. But him and Rom are just, at this point, they're just that much better than everybody else. I mean, he, Scotty was absolutely terrible on day, round three this weekend. And he, what, he finished one off the lead or two yeah. off the lead. He shot 20 under. <laughs> but, I mean, it's it's absurd how good this guy is. And they just, you know, they don't want the eight to one. And, and I understand it to some extent, not wanting to take eight to one in a field that's this strong. But when you look at the numbers, him and Rom are just, they just gain more, so much more uh, per round uh, than everyone else in the field. They just have to be that short uh, guys that have moved down quite a bit uh, that have taken some sharp, sharp interest. DJ, the DJ's one, he's, you know, he was as high as into the mid thirties. Wasn't great at Augusta, hasn't been great of late, but, you know, he goes out, he plays a good round Friday, Saturday, this weekend, and he's down from the high 30s to the high 20s. Uh, another popular one, Xander. Uh, Xander was, I think, as high as 30, and he's a guy that, <laughs> he he kind of was a guy that last year had a ton of interest, and now, this year, it's been less so, and he's kind of faded out. If you put that group of guys together, Cantlay, Thomas, Hovland's uh, Shoffley, he's like the least popular of all of them, but he was as high as 30. He's down to the low twenties. Uh, another one that's taken some money. Finau. Uh, Finau has mm -hmm. been very popular amongst the sharp crew for a couple of years now. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, he kind of fell out of form there a couple months ago, but he's back. He played one, you know, winning in Mexico. Uh, he was as high as I want to say 35. He's down to about somewhere in the mid twenties. Follow the money, Paul and Mitch Visa and the Sports Betting Network. Jeff Davis, Assistant Sportsbook Manager here at Circa. Our guest, how was the USA versus Canada prop in the hockey playoffs received? 
better than I expected. I can say that. Uh, I was very pleased uh, with the amount of money that was written. You know, and they bet it. We would take some money on it almost every day in the you know in the handful of hours it was up uh, before the games went off. And I, if you asked me before the first game that we hung it, I would have bet under the number we wrote, and I probably would have lost a lot of money. So that made me very happy. All right. You guys had a big hand in uh, us hanging it, so that's good. Well, it was great. It, uh, we thought we had a shot there. We definitely had a shot with Edmonton and, and what transpired in that series. Uh, what, what do you think of, of three, the three teams that are left and the Game 7 tonight? I cannot believe Seattle and Dallas have met nine times, and they're, all nine have gone over. Yeah, you know, I, I don't think I could have had a, a take that was more wrong than thinking how awfully uneventful and unwatchable that this Kraken Stars series would be. Yes. Uh, I mean, it's just been completely wild. Ottinger's been essentially bad most yeah. of the games, mm-hmm. uh, which has been somewhat surprising. And uh, But I look at this line, and every night this line is through the roof, and I watch the games, and, and I just don't know that the midpoint of this price can be like minus 190. Is Dallas really going to win this game? 66% of the time. I'm not sure. It, granted, the games haven't been very good. One team has just been way better than the other in every game. So you have no idea, absolutely no idea what to expect tonight. If you told me it was one nothing, 8 nothing, 4-4, four, four, nothing yeah. would surprise me with what we've seen in the series. And I think if you're going to make a bet tonight, I, I just I could only have the dog. I mean, obviously the market thinks Dallas is going to win this game two-thirds of the time. I'm I'm just not so sure that's the correct number to put on this game. Yeah. Um, how do you think the finals will break down in the West uh, with either one of these teams taking on the Golden Knights? Dallas, to me, just I have no data on this. I'm not looking at anything. It's just my thought from watching Dallas-Vegas games through the last few years. Just seems like how Dallas plays frustrates Vegas and the way they play. But I tell you what, you put Mark Stone on that Vegas team, it's not even close to the team we saw in March and April. They look good. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you told me that <laughs> you're gonna, they were going to get really good goaltending from Laurent Brossois and Aiden Hill, then I, I yeah. would, tip, would have tipped my hat at you. But my gosh, Aiden Hill was good in the third period last night. Uh, you know, I, I don't really know what to expect, but I'll say this. I thought the Hurricanes impressed me so much the way they dismantled New Jersey uh, in that series. They looked incredibly impressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was somewhat surprising to me. Not surprising that they won the series because the series was mostly a pick going in. But my, oh my, they looked good doing it. And yeah, I don't know about their goaltending and how, how it's going to hold up against, against Florida, but I, I don't know. I think... I think if you go lay minus 130 or better on Carolina in that series, I think there's a shred of value. Uh, I think the Panthers obviously got upgraded from their win over Toronto, but I also think that that, I don't know how, how much of an upgraded is it as it is that Toronto Panthers baseline number just being yep. way too high. Jeff, great stuff, man. We love talking to you. Have a good week. All right, guys. Take care. Yep, there Thank you go. You. Jeff Davis, Circus Sports here on Follow the Money. Up next, do you concur? Simply put, the series price here is wrong. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Still a lot to bet on. We have our second major this week with the PGA. And now we're in the conference finals, NBA, NHL. You can subscribe to VEASAN, only $9.99, daily baseball best bets. You get every top play by every host and guest. And the betting splits and the leaderboard as well. Sign up now, 999VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Always good to talk to the coach, David Thorpe, at Coach Thorpe on Twitter. The author of the book, Basketball is Jazz. Uh, Subscribe to True Hoop. Uh, You'll love all his work and everything that they have up on that website as well. And I shouldn't have to say this, but I I want you to take a victory lap after you've been saying for three years that Joker's the best player in the world. I don't know with this anti-Joker stuff that started a couple months ago. Shameful, but just an incredible call by you to point out how great and even, can you say, underrated. Uh, Even a guy who's won two MVPs. I think the guy's underrated. He's so good. You know, we have advanced metrics that are created by really brilliant data scientists. And, um, you know, I, I'll, I'll stack up my knowledge of the game with anyone in terms of watching it. But the, the, the numbers are the numbers. His, his advanced metrics were the best three straight years. Mm-hmm. Last year, they were really gargantuan over everyone else. This year, Embiid was second. And so to me, the numbers are what they are, and Jokic was the best player in the league once again. And you can argue narratives about three in a row and what that means historically. I don't, I, you know, I'm not smart enough to figure out all that stuff. I just look at who's the best player in the game and comment on, it, and he's the best player in the game. And uh, I mean, Joel is incredible for sure, but uh, this is really the age of Jokic, in my opinion. And and I, I, I remind you guys out there, he's never played with an All Star. Still, oh. he's never played with an all-star. Yeah, and yet here they are. They were there. You know, this is a topsy-turvy season, and they've kind of dominated the West all year. And here they are, not just in the finals, but kind of rolled through the playoffs pretty well, and are favored once again to to win. You know, this this last series. Yep, an, an incredible home court advantage. Uh, but they, they they fooled me. They, I think they fooled a lot of people though with how they treated the last month of the regular season. Uh, but certainly they've been awesome here in the playoffs. If I can, I contain him with Anthony Davis. Is that possible? Well, this is what makes him so. It's a great question. This is what makes him to me the best player in the world. Is what by containing him, if you're referring to limiting his scoring, well, they're not really necessarily containing him because what he can do off the ball as a passer. Okay, uh, I should say off the scoring part of it. You know, he's such a brilliant passer. He's got tremendous gravity. He opens things up for people. I, they're able to create. You you watch the playoffs. There's, there's lots of teams that just go through long stretches where they just can't score, and it's hard when Jokic is is on the court because you have to account for him and then also every other player because of the ability to pass the ball and the right, they're setting the screens the right way and the way he plays in transition. Sometimes even starting the break. Um, I I think AD. I think it's going to be an amazing test, and I think they'll play a ton against each other because kind of neither team has an ability to play anyone else or, cho- or chooses not to, I should say. Certainly in Denver's case, they have talent behind them and they just won't play them. Uh, but that's a decision Mike Malone made uh, over a month ago. It's clearly finally worked its way through now in the playoffs where it, you know playing only one center the whole game has is, is, is paid off for them. It could bite them in a button this series. But um, yeah, for sure, they figured out a way to play and win. They're a well-connected team. They, they're in order to survive the way they've survived, it's a sign that I think Jokic, whereas I don't think, whereas Philly doesn't have this with Embiid, 
Jokic is so clearly the leader of the team. There's one voice driving that team, and I think that's helped kind of pull him through a rough spot. But there's no question the AD matchup's going to be very tough. Okay, so then how do you envision LeBron approaching this series? We saw it against the Warriors. I thought we saw it a little bit against the Grizzlies, too, where he knows his body. He's 38 years old. He kind of backed off a little bit uh, to begin these series. But then, like we saw in Game 6, he's like, okay, we need to finish. It's going to be my turn to shine, and he did. Do you think he kind of eases into the series again, especially with them playing in altitude? And then ultimately, who do you think wins the series and in how many games? Well, I think it's dangerous for LeBron to take that approach, although I think it's probably mandatory that he does. Uh, uh, the Lakers have been have benefited from getting good starts to series without LeBron necessarily playing great. Uh, I think they're in a lot of trouble if they start out 0-2. I don't think they beat this team four games in five. Okay. So I think they, they have to win one of the two games. And so so you'll see. Le- I think you'll see LeBron attacking a little bit more than what we saw in some of these other series. He, he can't. The, the problem is that the Lakers have, in a sense, less weapons. Uh, they might have better weapons than the two guys, but uh, and they're loaded. I mean, I've been, I've been saying this, and if you follow anyone follow the troop, I've been writing since the beginning of the season, even when they were 1-9. Remember, they were injured to start the year. Yep. They were, they're, they've been loaded since day one, and they reloaded with some of the, with, with acquiring Hachimura and, um, and Russell. Uh, they are a very, very deep team that normally finishes games with the guys they started with. Uh, they, again, Schroeder was out. Uh, they do have different guys that can guard Murray, which is going to be, a, I think, a major story here. If Velo struggles, which I expect that he will in the, in the Murray-Jokic pick-and-roll, I think you'll see Schroeder more. I think everyone kind of expects that. And defensively, he can really be a game-changer for them with his length and quickness. Uh, I, if the Lakers need to shoot great, they have the ability to do that. They tend not to shoot a lot. I think in this series, they probably need to shoot more. They're going to try to control tempo, I think, because Denver likes to play really fast, mm-hmm. and that altitude and those sort of first two games matters. But I, I, I give Denver a, a little advantage. I, I don't think Malone... I think he's a panicker a little bit. I think he's mm. he's created this very tiny bench, and that, that may be problematic, whereas the Lakers have a lot more weapons in terms of the number of guys that can at least help a little bit. Um, but I still give Denver the advantage. I think they have the best overall player. Part of it's a health issue. Uh, Jokic seems really you know kind of in a groove. But I absolutely think he can go seven. It may not, but... I definitely think he can go seven. I, I would lean Denver. Before the series starts tomorrow is the lottery. I mean, how, how important is this, and what do you think of the Wembenyama sweepstakes and how he can just come in, you can change change the organization? I I was arguing with my two brothers who are gigantic NBA fans, and we've all been fans since the 70s. Um, we were here in town for Mother's Day. I think Wemby's the, the best prospect uh, of all time, oh. in part because he's been a pro for a while. Okay. You know, Kareem played in high school and then went to college for four years. Uh, this guy, LeBron, obviously went right out of high school, but it was still a, a Catholic League school in Akron, um, in Cleveland area. This guy's been playing pro for years. Mom was a, a professional basketball player. Dad was a competitive track athlete and, and both also coached a lot. Uh, he's so polished off the court. I'm so impressed with him. I worry about his body type, but he's been playing against men for years and seemingly done fine and he made a really good move too to go from a big time Euro League level program where he was a nice role player to a, a lesser uh, uh, powerful, a less powerful team where he could do everything and he's just become a dominating player and so no matter where he goes uh, um, he can be a game changer. He's one of those guys that probably is great no matter where he goes whereas like with Kawhi Leonard I don't think he could have been this player had he gone anywhere. The Spurs did a great job developing him as they did, I think, Tim Duncan. I think this guy is going to be a game-changer no matter what. I just hope the franchise he goes to is well-run so that they don't just ride his coattails but build a talented team around him and a good culture around him. Wow. Hmm. Very good. What, what do you make of the Heat-Celtics yeah. series? Uh, on paper, it's a total mismatch. I'm talking about the betting odds now. Celtics are minus $6 to win this thing, Coach. Do you, wow. give, do you give the Heat a puncher's chance here? I do, uh, but not a very strong puncher. <laughs> Pretty weak guy. Um, Jimmy Butler's incredible. Spoh's beyond incredible, mm-hmm. uh, especially in these situations where he can really strategize. The Butler versus Tatum matchup is, you know, he's one of the few guys that can win some of those battles I think, against Tatum. What Tatum did in, the, in those, you know, four quarters or so, fourth quarter of, of game six and then the first three of game seven, um, uh, which ended up being such a, a blowout, that was pretty scintillating. 
Butler can solve that a little bit and score himself. Um, I, I don't think Tyler Hero's back. They're going to depend on amazing shooting. The Heat have shown an ability in the postseason to just be a knockdown knock shooter. They didn't do that much during the regular season. Uh, but still, Boston has uh, the ability with those big guys inside to protect the paint. They've got multiple guys to slow Jimmy down and Jalen and Jalen and, and Jason. And, of course, they've got Smart and Derek White are obviously elite-level defensive players with Robert Williams looking to block shots and getting back into a starting role. I, 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 would, I, I thought the winner of the Sixers Celtics series were going to be the favorites to win the championship. I still feel that way. I still think Boston's the best team. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, they, but but I, you know, playing Miami is not easy. They'll, they'll, they'll help Boston figure out what they're not great at. Uh, but mostly it's attention for Boston. They, I think they've just, they've just not, they've lacked a little bit of a mission to what they're doing. And that sense of urgency kicked in and, and late in game six. And obviously yesterday, I actually think Boston is, is feeling themselves in a way they haven't since early in the season. And they, they could roll in this series. Well done. Great to talk to you, coach. Thanks for a few minutes. Thanks, guys. Take care. David Thorpe at Coach Thorpe on Twitter, analyst, writer, truehoop.com. Wembanyama sweepstakes tomorrow. Please, uh, you don't want the Mavericks to win. Called him, oh, called him the best prospect he's ever, ever seen. seen. Yeah. Remember, on this show, on this network, when Luca was coming out, he tried to warn everybody. Yes, he did. He's like, this guy's going to come into the NBA and he's going to be absolutely elite and one of the best players in the sport. He was dominating men. Did. Same thing. Yes, he said he did. it right there. Same thing. Yeah. Uh, in pocket plays, what we're betting today, coming up here on VSIN. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Smart journalism. Fascinating topics. Words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish. Streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today.